Chris, as you know, this is the Dubs Hub Podcast, which means we have to talk about the dubs, but I really don't want to. It, yeah, this, what do you think? This is starting to feel like a job. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I have a real world job, but this this fandom and Our, yeah. podcast brings me more stress than my real job. <laughs> Our contract is requiring us to talk about the Warriors, but uh, it's not something we want to do, all right? No. <laughs> just want that to be clear. I, th- I thought um, we hit that apex last podcast, honestly. You were in rare form trying to rally up the troops, and um, it's, been, it's gotten worse since last listen, time we talked. Listen, as usual, as per usual, we're a little bit ahead of the curve on what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, not to, you know... Not to scratch our own back too much, but if you go listen, we weren't very happy. And, um, you know, we've we've also been behind the curve on some things, and I think we need to make amends for that. And you mean, like, both of us predicting that the Warriors would make the finals this year? <laughs> Look, we're Warriors fans. What do you want from us? All right? Yeah, it's <clears throat> At the beginning of the season, every every fan of every team – thinks they're going to make the playoffs or make the finals like it's just it's it's like spring you know it's like a, a time for optimism you know spring rolling into summer the sun's shining everything's feeling good you, you know you got through the harsh winter which was the off season for us ironically it's in summer but <laughs> where do it feels you like start? winter's back where do you want to that's start? all i'll say i want I, I just to be honest i want to just give you the floor for a second because I know you got some thoughts, and um, and and I feel like you know we need your voice now more now more than ever. Yeah, I guess you could say I'm the been the voice of reason, keeping a level head throughout this season. But I mean, I think last night was just mm-hmm. obviously we're podcasting after the the Suns game on national TV uh, Tuesday night where the the Warriors blew another lead, but that was not the main uh, event of the evening. Um, Draymond Green obviously got ejected. Um, we're recording this right after the news drops that Draymond's getting suspended indefinitely from the team and the league and the NBA <laughs> and basketball maybe forever. Uh, Clay Thompson and Andrew Wiggins, you know, and Looney all sat on the bench basically the whole second half, um, which hasn't happened this year. I know people have been calling for that. Um, Steph kicked a chair and said some swear words which uh is rare that's that's a lot coming from steph all right he is a man of god he doesn't curse much but i mean i think like we said dude it's just the epitome of the season like draymond's been a mental issue for two years now um clay and wiggins have been ass this entire season looney's unplayable um kerr doesn't know what he wants to do with rotations um I don't know. It's just last night was everything that this season's been. So what do you think was like the biggest takeaway then from last night? Yeah. I mean, um, the biggest takeaway from last night was it's the same old story, uh, from the entire season, right? Steph Curry has been Steph Curry. He looks as good as he's ever looked. He's, he, you know, he really is not showing any signs of aging. Meanwhile, the rest of the starters, 
the same starters that were the best lineup in the entire year last, like just one season ago. And they were, you know, same starters that won a championship in 2022. They look completely washed, all four of them. Meanwhile, the bench has been excellent. Uh, the Chris Paul Sarich tandem is fantastic. Kaminga and Moody are playing pretty well. You know, they have their ups and downs. They're still young players. They still struggle, in particular, Kaminga at times. But, you know, they're showing that they can be useful players, and they've definitely been more useful than Clay and Wiggins, I would say. Uh, and Pajemski has been, you know, a fantastic pickup uh, so far, proving to be a good draft pick for uh, Mike Dunleavy in his first year. Um, <clears throat> Trace Jackson Davis has also been, like, pretty decent at, for a rookie. So, I mean, these guys are showing that they want to play. They have energy. The bench... It's the, it's the complete opposite of last year, right? Like last year, during the regular season at least, uh, the starters were great and the bench was horrible. So we are completely flipping that script. And last night, you know, it was just an epitome of that. Yeah, it's crazy just the dichotomy of the two years. Um, and yeah. I, w- I would disagree with one thing. Like, uh, Wiggins, Looney, and Clay obviously have fallen off a hill. But the crazy thing about the Draymond situation is when he's played, he's been really good. He's just shot himself in the foot this entire season. Like, for no reason, though, actually. Like, the incidents that have happened have he's not really justifiable like the Gobert one I guess because you saw Clay and someone but Gobert wasn't even involved in that play and he just grabbed him by the neck and then last night like maybe it was a foul on Nurkic I guess but to just swing your fists and arms like that is is maybe what a rookie would do who has like temper issues Um, (laughs) Draymond he flails when he flops he's like a bad flopper honestly and Horrible. he just like <clears throat> that's how he ended up like kicking Stephen Adams in the balls, and he's done like like you know, even when he hit LeBron James, like he was clearly just kind of uncoordinated in that moment and flailing limbs, like it, it didn't look like it was uh, ill intentioned, like the like the Gobert one was. Um, so Draymond getting suspended for five games for the Gobert incident. Um, was i think reasonable even though i thought it should be a little less maybe three because like it was kind of madness with with all the fighting but um with his current suspension which was just announced you know that he's suspended indefinitely uh that that clearly shows the nba is completely fed up and uh i don't know what do you want to say about that yeah i mean we were we were texting offline just trying to guess the number of suspensions and to both of our credits like it's kind of impossible with Draymond he's setting a new territory for yeah how the league disciplines players like if Steph did that I would say it probably wouldn't even be a suspension it would have just been like he got ejected flagrant two, and that's it but since it's Draymond and the terminology of indefinitely like it could be one or two games or it could be like 10 we just have literally no idea I mean when we were texting, I guessed that he was going to get suspended 10 games just because I, I've yeah. heard and read that the NBA is just tired of him. And they 
obviously think he needs mental health because conditions for him to play again for the Warriors this season is that he has to like similar to what happened with John Morant he has to do counseling I'm sure it's in Kyrie that, yeah and Kyrie I'm sure it's not that rigorous as jaw was gone like a day and <laughs> I'm not even sure what happened there but I think Draymond's gonna be a little longer I would be surprised if we saw him again in the month of December really yeah. I mean, I just keep I'm just still surprised with all this stuff. Like <clears throat> I don't know. Clearly I don't know what the NBA is thinking because I was texting you and I was saying I don't think he should get sus- well, I don't think he should. I still don't think he should. But I was saying like I don't think he'll get suspended. Come on, like he clearly didn't mean to hit him and he already got ejected. Like hypothetically, my argument is that's the punishment. You got a flagrant two. You got ejected. That's the punishment for what happened. And when you take it further than that on something that is unintentional, it seems excessive. Um, and, and I still believe that. But I guess the NBA is treating this like like they continue to say like he's a you know he's a recurring it's a recurring thing with Draymond and it is but. Um, to the point where it warrants like NBA stepping in and suspending him seems crazy, right? Like the team should should take action before the NBA. I, I'm a little I don't know why NBA doesn't force the Warriors to like step in and give him counseling and suspend him for a few games internally before they like come in with the heavy hand. I, I don't know. No, I agree. Do you? And That's I was just Silver's ask, ideology, I guess. It's, it's yeah. the Silver NBA. Yeah. I was just gonna ask. I mean, obviously, kind of what Draymond's had instances before, like we talked about, where he got suspended during the NBA Finals, and you know, flagrants on Stephen Adams and other players. But where this really started, at, I think his mental issues was with the pool incident. Um, do you think that the Warriors handled that well initially? Because he didn't even get, like, punishment for that. Well, he did internally, right? Like, he he didn't play in the opening game. Was it only a one-game suspension? I'm pretty sure it was only a one-game internal suspension. No, he played on the uh, opening game. That was ring night. I Didn't he just, like, check in for a second and then I, check out? I honestly can't remember. Maybe either. I I thought he, <clears throat> I thought he was like, basically suspended internally for one game. Uh, but if not, like I think he should have been because clearly like that was that tanked the entire season. It felt like last year, and um, resulted in Pool getting traded. Like it was a massive, massive incident. So yeah, I mean <clears throat> the Warriors should uh, should have probably stepped in and disciplined him internally. Uh, and discipline is probably the wrong word right it's like step in and have a real intervention where you say draymond like you're you're hurting the team yeah and and they maybe they have done this we just don't know but it feels like sometimes they protect him too much where steve Kerr says oh draymond draymond and he's you know we need him to bring that fire and it's like maybe not that fire though like, not <laughs> the fire where you're hitting someone in the face you know like yeah. we want him to bring that energy but like not violence like no. we need him we need him on the court not in, I, in court 
damn, that's a bar. You got to copyright that. Um, and I think that's probably why the league is like really taking action on this. I think they might not believe that the Warriors can kind of handle this situation. I mean, it seems yeah, like maybe. on all sides, this situation has just got out of control because... And it's the crazy thing is like you're saying, dude. Last night wasn't even like a major thing, but just since it's Draymond, it's like multiplied by twenty. Like that wasn't even that crazy of a play. It's just now he's at the no. point of his career where everything is under a microscope, and he's got to know that, yeah. dude. You got to be smarter than that. We were up five, like <clears throat> finally getting momentum because Kerr finally sacked up and like switched the starting lineup in the second half to get an offense that's not disgusting. And we were finally looking good, and then he just does that, and then we blow another game. Um, yeah. You know, last game in OKC, you're a f- depoy, and you're fouling a dude shooting a three, and we go to overtime and lose. Like, come on, bruh. And you've missed almost half the season already due to, like, suspension and, you know, <laughs> personal reasons and stuff. Like, I don't know. And getting ejected. Yeah. I mean, he's been ejected, what, ejected. three games? That was his third ejection. I- <clears throat> out of 23 games he gets ejected more than 10 percent of games not even consider it not even counting like the games he was suspended or missed yeah. like no, just yeah. of total games <laughs> it's crazy it's horrible um and it sucks because he's been pretty solid right like he's shooting 43 percent from three yeah he, he's like looking actually pretty good his defense i think his defense is a step back from last year but it's still elite yeah, uh, and we need him on the court. Oh, my God. Why couldn't it be, like, Wiggins getting ejected? <laughs> we need Wiggins on the court, too, playing well, not like he's playing now. He no. can't shoot 25% from three and score 12 points per game and look like he just woke up from a nap. That's literally what it looks like whenever he's out on the court, dude. It's like... Last night was he horrible. Looks... He couldn't even dribble. Oh um, I mean, that like we said off the top, yes. like, last night was just the personification of every issue that the warriors have um Mm -hmm. if i okay so we we know what the issues are um if you had to rank them right now we're talking like draymond's mental issues clay (laughs) struggles wiggins struggles and um just like overall coaching like schemes and uh, like rotations and stuff how would you rank those issues that have kind of thrown off the season so far all right, all right, all right. Um, I, I don't think this will be a surprise to you, but I'll rank those four in order. Number one, in my opinion, is Andrew Wiggins not being the kind of player that I said from the very beginning we need him to be if this is going to be a contender. Andrew Wiggins is a one-time All-Star. He's 28 years old. He's the number one overall pick, and we've seen him in the playoffs be an absolute beast and be the second best player on the team. I was <clears throat> kind of trying to challenge him in the beginning of the year to to be that player. Um and he's been anything like everything but that player. He's averaging 12 points per game, 4 rebounds, 1 assist. He's averaging 0.3 steals and 0.3 blocks this season. Yeah, it's basically 20. layman's terms for he's he's doing nothing out there. He's doing nothing. He's he's doing cardio. 
maybe yeah. i mean kind of he, he's such a good athlete i don't even think he sweats or gets his heart rate up when he's running back and forth like i think yeah. he's just out there running around making a check like it's wild so that's the number one issue to me because he should be our best defender and he should be the second option scoring on this team i was i've been saying i think he needs to be the second option above clay so then that leads me to my second biggest issue which is clay thompson he's averaging you know he's getting older he's 33 he doesn't have the explosiveness he's not the defender but he still should be able to shoot at a 40 percent clip from three and hit the tough ones um he started off really really slow especially after a whole off season of health and he was actually like we saw reported in the news he was he was actually working out and and playing basketball on like the prior off season um so it, it was a weird start unexpected in my opinion but at the same time i still just didn't think clay should be the the second option on this team um and at this point he's scoring 15 points per game um he's shooting 34 percent from three and it's slowly coming back up so he's kind i think actually clay is kind of rounding into form he's always going to have these he's always going to have these like bad nights where he goes one for seven but he'll also have those nights where he goes six for seven from three that is um and i think like slowly that percentage is ticking up i think i feel a little bit better about clay I still don't want him to be a second option. Andrew Wiggins needs to figure it out. So that's my second issue. Basically, it's the combination of the wings, on, yeah. the starting wings on this team. Then I would say third is Draymond's mental issues. Um, <clears throat> and then fourth would be Kerr. I, I, I put the onus on the players. And I think I don't blame Steve Kerr um, for sticking with the core three guys who who brought him four championships and and have been fantastic and they're Hall of Fame guys. Like you you stick with those guys. So yeah. I, I blame Steve Kerr less than others do. The one Steve Kerr argument that I think is pretty legitimate is uh how stale the motion offense has become and and that we need to be leaning into more pick and roll, particularly with Steph Curry on ball. Yeah. Um because he's still at the peak of his powers so yeah i think i would agree i i might even switch clay to like last because we've seen this Mm. often and i think he is gonna get better um i mean he can't get much worse but i i think his peak is probably lower than it's ever been like he's not gonna be the defender he once was and his weirdly his decision making and just kind of overall basketball iq has gone down um this year but yeah i think well, i think when he doesn't when he doesn't hit shots it, i think it feels that way because he always takes tough ones but that's what makes him great is like he'll shoot 40 percent from three and he's taking some of the toughest threes you can imagine a player taking right yeah and, and it's different than like the the 39 percent from three that dario Saric is shooting like <laughs> yeah, Saric those is are getting just wide, wide open, open yes spot ups like Pajemski is shooting 44% from three. Like that's excellent, but he's wide open, dude. He's not shooting over defenders. He's not like running off ball full speed and then finding his balance in the air sometime uh, somehow and knocking him down. Uh, that's what Clay does. And that's what makes him a hall of famer. Yeah. And I think he'll get it back uh, a little bit. 
Um, but it, it, it's true, dude. Like, Wiggins just being awful has really kind of hurt everything. Um, and then I'd put Draymond second just because he's been so good and he's vital to this team. This team yeah. has lacked, like, defense and playmaking. Um, yeah. And he just hasn't been there for them. And then, yeah, I, I think just it might be a little overstated Kerr's year. I, I, but, I mean, it is fair to criticize him a little bit. Like, one, for just the dream, like, not being able to control your players a little bit. And two, yeah. just, um, I don't know, I think there's been some really interesting decisions like for example when we're playing portland like a really bouncy young team just not playing like kaminga or trace jackson davis or any of the athletes and we're like about to lose to them and they're horrible and then kaminga comes in and like saves the day um yeah we've obviously touched on it the moody and sacramento one um just a few others but yeah overall it's there's been a lot of disappointing um storylines i think it's fair to it's fair to criticize kerb but i don't i wouldn't do anything dramatically different than what he's doing and i I think if you even like talk to his harshest critics i don't think if they were being honest they would be much different either because of the circumstances with like who you're coaching you're in the locker room coaching steph curry clay thompson and draymond green every single game every single night and you've done it for a decade. You have a close relationship with them. They've proven, despite you know, beyond your wildest dreams, that they are capable enough to carry a team and win a championship. Um, and until they prove otherwise, then you you stick with them. And but I think we're we're finally getting to the point where they're proving otherwise, right? Where they're where they're failing to a point where it's like you cannot waste Steph Curry's prime anymore. So what, what would you do, um, if if you're in Steve Kerr's shoes now? Obviously, Draymond's going to be suspended here for. I mean, I I think at least like ten games, but it may be less. Um, what's your move? Yeah. To kind of bring some life into this horrible team. Well, tough now that Draymond's out. I'll say just quickly before Draymond was going to be suspended like my starting lineup change would have been looney off the bench and wiggins off the bench and replacing them would have been sarich and moody so my starting lineup would have been steph moody clay draymond sarich now um i think you i don't know if you bench wiggins but i guess i probably I guess I probably would. I guess it's, I think it definitely the Draymond replacement will be Kaminga, which is maybe a blessing in disguise in that he can, uh, he has an opportunity to prove that he like should be a key piece of this team. So that's cool. Uh, I don't know if he will prove that because we've complained plenty about him. I mean, he's shooting 28% from three. He sometimes is completely lost on defense. Um, and, he'll be lost on offense too, where he's like not setting the right screen. He's not making the right cut. His, his body is way more advanced than his brain is basketball wise. Um, so, you know, I have my Kaminga criticisms, but this is an opportunity for him. And I think more minutes will do him well. 
So I think that's the move. It's like Kaminga for Draymond, and I would consider Moody for Wiggins. But maybe because Draymond's out, you keep Wiggins in. Yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. I think regardless of the situation, Looney is going out of the starting lineup. Um, Maybe not now, even just because they like to split their lineups and are right now. I wouldn't now. I wouldn't bench Looney. I kind of still think Wiggins needs to come off the bench, but uh, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't That's, mind. I mean, it's fair. I wouldn't mind a. Uh, it's just tough. the The situation where you can't play Looney and Draymond is similar to where you can't play Kaminga and Looney. Like this has always been the yeah. issue with Kaminga on this team is like one of the three of them. I think has to go, but. Like, if Sarge is going to start, I would start Kaminga next to him. But if Looney's going to start, you could probably do, like, Steph, Moody, Clay, Wiggins, Looney. Um, hmm. Or you just can't start Kaminga and and Looney together. But I, I agree that yeah. with Draymond out, it's probably true that Kaminga's going to get the start. Maybe. Oh, God. I almost said something crazy. Say it. I'll Come say on. it. All right. I'll say it. Maybe you start Trace Jackson Davis for Looney because Trace Jackson Davis will get minutes with Draymond now. You need a big body on the floor. And I don't hate that. Even if it's like 10, 15 minutes a game only and it's only with the starting unit, um, maybe that's the move. Like Steph, Clay, uh, Wiggins, Kanga, Trace Jackson Davis. That's just this really low IQ, though. That's why I was about to not say it. Man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm really and somehow. Cur- somehow I'm thinking Pajemski is going to get sneak into the starting lineup. I think Kerr loves him. The Warriors issue, and this is what I was going to say, is like, dude, we just have too many one-dimensional players. And we don't have... Yeah. Like, you look around the league at every other team, they have, like, two... Um, electric players like two mm-hmm. dynamic players and the warriors only have one like you know Jokic and murray and lebron and ad and luca and Kyrie and you know ant and gobert even like he's been dominant um it's just mm-hmm. steph and a bunch of like specialists and i think with the way the league's improved you just can't win that way we, the warriors need another two-way force and, and the only reason they won in 22 um, was because Wiggins, Wiggins was became two-way a two-way force. force, like amazing yeah. defender and then just like incredible rebounder and scorer. Um, and I don't mm-hmm. see where that comes from on this roster, honestly. I'm high on Wiggins. Moody, but he's not going to be that. I like Pajemsi, he's not going to be that. Clay is not going to be... Maybe offensively he could maybe get there, but it's just, I don't know. I don't really have faith in anyone other than Steph in this roster, to one, be, like, one dynamic. Th- yeah. I mean, one potentially um, uh, good thing that will come soon is an update on Gary Payton. Uh, so we have not heard... I mean, the, the Warriors so classic. Like, haven't released any information about yeah. what's going on with him. And also classic, the so-called journalists don't ask questions either or figure it out and report on it. We don't know what grade strain or tear GP2's injuries. And the, like we mentioned, I think, I don't know if it was the last pod or the one before, 
but um like the difference between a grade one two and three strain is like massive it's the difference between like a four month injury or a two month injury or like a three week injury um and and Anyway, they evaluated him last Thursday, and the update was he'll be reevaluated next Thursday. Don't ask any more questions. Um, but we we did also see some reporting that GB two was was working out on a stationary bike in practice. So the fact that he's kind of pushing his his muscles and uh, working on recovery, but doing it in a way where he's not like. Like he doesn't have to lay around because he can't walk. Like he's yeah. actually looking like on the road to recovery. Maybe that's a good sign that he'll be back like in January. Uh, well, that that was what I, I was hope. thinking initially. Is I said he'd be out. Well, until yeah, the new year. Um, but I then, hope like, I hope that's true. But we just don't know like how severe the injury is. But what is he even anything. like? Obviously, he's a really great player. I think he's like in our top six or seven of players, but. Once again, that's just a yes. specialist. He's not going to help know, take but... defense away from Steph. He's not going to open up the floor. Obviously, he'll help no, our no, like, no. point but... of attack defense. But That's exactly it. Like Our defense sucks right now. Our offense and... sucks too, though. Yes, but our defense is more important to the long-term success of this team than our offense is, in my opinion, because we have Steph Curry and because Klay Thompson can get hot at any given moment in the playoffs, uh, if we fail because like Steph and Clay can't hit shots, I can live that. All right. If we fail because we can't guard anyone, we're just never gonna go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, if no, the Warriors don't. It's so true. Our defense is way more important than our offense, and it always has been. Honestly, like you look at the you look at the um, you look at the dynasty teams. Uh, they were elite elite defenses and then they had like two of the greatest players of all time closing games that's all i just i yeah i agree with everything you said i just i'm i'm kind of getting to the point where i'm a little out on this team not because i don't like believe in them um because i i still do think the recipe of like steph with good defenders and you know, big wings and stuff is a recipe for success. But I just think the league's gotten to a point where, you know, teams are good defensively and offensively, and they have, like, multiple options. It's not like we're playing the Mavericks and the West semis again, and all you have to do is, like, shut down Luka and you'll win. It's not going to be like that. Or you're going to play, like, the Grizzlies without Jaw um, or the Nuggets without, you know, michael porter jr or jamal murray it's gonna be tough and i don't think they can reach well we need we obviously need clay and wiggins to step up i mean we've been saying that for weeks now um so there's no doubt about that but i actually i do think that one of the two of them at least will and hopefully both will if both do that's massive and if we figure (laughs) out our defense that's you are sick my brother Oh my god! How am I talking myself into this again? I should. Uh, we need it. All right, let's 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 get negative. What's the worst thing about this team for you? Um, I mean, just from a fan perspective, is like <laughs> yes. the f- the fake hope, fake comeback. Like, 
All right. Signs of life. Yeah. What was the worst loss of the year for you so far? That's why I keep drawing comparisons to that, like, season last year. It's because it changes all the time. Um, Let me look. We're really really building a roster of, yeah, we're we're real credentials right here with these horrible losses. I mean, the Clippers one over the weekend was really bad. Um, That one didn't bother me as much, but yeah. I mean, we were up like 25. Um, Yeah, but they just kind of exposed us and we didn't really do anything wrong. They were just better. I mean, I think the OKC game where Wiggins had 31 and we lost in overtime was really tough. Um, Because that was our sixth straight loss. Yeah, that one hurt. That was probably the worst one. Uh, The Denver one hurt. Um, Clippers one, I don't know. I mean, I think last night was probably just, with everything compounding, probably like the most disheartening loss of the season. Yeah. Oh man. What about you? I, it was crazy. I I do think is probably that the the first Oklahoma City overtime loss when Wiggins at home when Wiggins had thirty one because it felt like Wiggins is back. He has thirty one points. He was rebounding and he hit the game winning shot. And then Chet just screws us over and we lose in overtime. How do you um, do that though? Where you're like dominant <laughs> and then horrible? I don't understand that. Wiggins, you mean? Yeah. I don't know. I've never been dominant, so it's hard to know. I've only been horrible. Yeah, but... so you only know that. <laughs> yes. I agree, though. Um, like, it's He put together like three or four games where he got better each game, and then he like slammed yeah. his finger in a court. He just got weird <laughs> shit, dude. I, I kind of want him off the team, if I'm going to be honest. He just does weird stuff yeah. and disappears and won't get the vaccine to play and the... He's just a fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. So the one thing, the one thing that annoys me too is, um, they had the fake start to the year where they went five and one. And we're like, hell yeah, we're not gonna dig ourselves a hole this year. We're we're here. We're gonna win a bunch of games. Then we're gonna coast into the playoffs. That's where we were after Steph Curry hit that like buzzer beater. Was it a buzzer beater? It was close to a buzzer beater. He hit the game winning floater. Against the Thunder, yeah, yeah. Draymond almost blew another game. Yes, and we were five. We were five and one. That was our record. Since then, we've gone five and twelve. Yeah. So that's five. We've only won five games out of seventeen. So less than thirty percent win rate since we went five year. That's so bad. Yeah, I mean that is so bad. I mean that's like as bad as some of the worst teams in the league like that's like as bad as the grizzlies right now and the blazers yeah i mean about the the same we're in 11th place but like not solidly like i could see us getting to we won't get to 15th but i could see us being like 12th or 13th uh i don't know it's because everyone below us is so bad too that like the jazz do you think the jazz are gonna overtake us i don't i mean if they win like two or three games in a row we're almost there i mean upcoming upcoming we have um i mean thankfully it gets a little lighter we play the clippers then brooklyn then portland twice uh wizards are in there we're gonna get smoked by boston and denver um i think it's just a 500 team especially with draymond out probably probably more like win four out of every 10 games 
Uh, that's where we are right now. <laughs> is that is that what I'm signing up for? Is that what I'm signing up for the rest of the year? Well, I'm just kind of thinking so, about just, like some new hobbies. Yeah, I mean, I think regardless, you should do that. <laughs> um, I've been thinking about like curling up on the couch with a good book. Oh, especially and, when um, it's starting to become like, you know, I'm sure it might be snowing in New York soon or if it's not yeah. already. Yeah, it no, it's great. not yet. I mean, we've we had some flurries, but yeah, like, you know, put on a, a, a candle and um, maybe some jazz. Get some rest. And yeah, yeah. Get, yeah, drink some water and curl up with a good book. Maybe we could turn this podcast into like a book club podcast yeah the listeners would benefit from that too everyone's mental health will improve um <laughs> we could, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll get out of here on this i mean i think regardless of i this next month will prove that they'll give it a shot and that means either like hurting some feelings by playing different players or trading people to give this year a shot but i think if Mm-hmm. this next month proves out to be that the, the Warriors just don't have it this year. I would like to see themselves like set up themselves for next season to give it like actually one real good last shot, whether that be like trade Chris Paul's contract for like a flyer on a disgruntled person like we did with Wiggins or something, or, um, you know, if we don't see Kaminga in our future, trading him for a piece that could fit us better next year. Or, you know, getting off some salary so we could re-sign Dario. I don't know. But I think this you month, know, also, next month... Clay is Thompson is an expiring contract this year. I don't think the Warriors are going to trade Clay in, under any circumstance. What would you sign him for? Mm, I mean, it was reported that they offered him two years for, I think it was like 48 or 46. I think... Yeah, 48. Um... If Would the you season continues, even do that deal right now. Just you got to see how the season goes. I think there's no benefit for either side to sign right now. It's going to come to the the off season. I mean, if this season continues like how it's been, I would say maybe like two for thirty for Clay would be fair. He'll never accept that. Then uh, welcome to the Atlanta Hawks, Clay Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I mean, what would you my, offer him if he this season continues how it's been? You're not gonna pay him two for fifty. No, I'd probably offer two for forty. Twenty mil a year. Yeah, that's that's still probably a little bit of an overpay. Ten million dollar like loyalty tax. Yeah, exactly. Ten million dollar like Joe Lacob. It's the dynasty tax. It's like keep the core together. Um, but okay, last question. And then this is, this will be the last question that we end on, I guess. And, and all our listeners can simmer on it and they can think about what their answer would be. But, uh, if you had to trade one player that actually like plays on the Warriors right now, who would you choose considering everything, considering contract age, production fit everything i think it's pretty easy uh chris paul for me is who it would be interesting i mean he's not a long-term piece for this team um we can't what afford do you even him get for him 
don't know, attach a pick to... I mean, we saw the Lakers last year. They traded Russ, who was, like, way more negative than Chris Paul is, and a bigger contract, and they got, like, um, basically D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley. I mean, that would be... That's a really good haul. Um, I think yeah. if you attached a first-round pick, haul. you could get... Uh, you know, a similar type of package from, like, the Spurs. Maybe you get, like, Doug McDermott and, I don't know, Trey Jones or so. I don't know. But I'd have to look into it more. But I think the obvious answer is uh, Chris Paul. Well, then my second you know one would I, probably... You know what I want? Huh? Yeah, no, who was your second one? Uh, my second one would probably be uh, Wiggins. Yeah. I feel like the one the one player I have in mind for this team is Bogdanovich. Uh, from, from Detroit, Pistons. yeah, he's um he's thirty five though. Yeah, but like Chris Paul's thirty eight, <laughs> and you could five trade. One. Yeah, you could trade like Chris Paul to Detroit to team up with his old buddy Monty Williams. Yeah, and help him help him coach up the young cats in Detroit and get that old man off the team and get him on a, a team where he'll be useful. But what does Bogdanovich really do for the team, I guess? I mean, he's not... I mean, he has some size. And he's, like, a good three-point shooter. And, I mean, he's historically been a decent defender, right? Yeah, solid. Solid. Not great. Good enough. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like we could use him. Yeah. So, I mean, to answer your own question, who, who would be your person? Yeah, Chris Paul is a good answer. Um, you could definitely make the argument for Draymond, though. Really? A dream? Yeah. Four like, years left on his contract, would... though. Exactly. And what, like, <laughs> bad contract. team would want Draymond? Draymond's only really uh, use is, like, on a good team. Well, on a team that wants to be good. Like, yeah. um... I, I think he could be useful on a lot of teams, honestly. I think he could be useful on the Kings. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Kings be... and Mavericks are, like, the two that... Yeah. I think the Lakers better. would take him. I don't know what we would get for him on the Lakers, but, like, I think he could be useful on the Clippers. Like, they need some kind of, uh, like, big defensive presence, I would say. Um, I think that's pretty... I don't think the Warriors are going to trade Draymond. I think... No, but I'm... The only so realistic saying, like, options you could make the case. No, yeah, I mean you could show you can make the case for Clay, Draymond, Looney, Wiggins, Kaminga. Basically, I just think like Draymond 30. would, Draymond would give a better return than Chris Paul would. Um, I think the, big, I think the best return would probably I don't be think, for Wiggins, but I don't think you're. No, I kind of disagree. I think Chris Paul, um, dude, you see it every year. Expiring big contracts have value because teams want to get off deals like you forget how much of like a black sheep russ was last season and like a scapegoat and oh i can't believe he got traded i thought there was no trade to be had honestly and his contract was almost like 50 million and they were able to get three like good nba players for like a very lightly protected first round pick that probably won't even convey so i mean it's too early to say like is Chris Paul? Chris isn't even an expiring deal. He hasn't another year after this. No, but it's a team option. Okay. 
so it can it can be expiring oh no it's it's non-guaranteed i guess yeah so basically so you can yeah. cut him basically yeah so it, it is expiring. but he's still on the books yeah i don't know i don't know how it works i'm not a gm but <laughs> I he just doesn't yeah. fit this team to you me. could treat it like an expiring yeah i i don't know i think he's been like pretty good off the bench but yeah yeah i know he he is old as hell and he could like tear his acl at any moment and then retire well and a team that's just already old and slow and small their yeah, big acquisition was a the oldest smallest slowest player <laughs> they could have got and not saying he's bad i i yeah. think he's been actually like probably in our top like four most consistent all season it's just not really what they need yeah Oh, oh man, dark times. Oh god. I didn't think it could get any darker Santos than Santos minutes. Ugh. I mean, he's big and young. So I don't I kind of like him. I kind of like Guy Santos. Maybe it's a Guy Santos time now that Draymond's out. Steve Kerr starts Power Guy Santos. Minutes? Not starting him, but like <laughs> 10 minutes, you know? Like can we give him 10 minutes? Would he be the worst rotation player in the NBA if he's in if he's in the league no yeah, way james wiseman's still a rotation player i don't think he's in the rotation they've also lost 20 he is i was watching they've the lost pistons 21 tonight. straight you were watching the pistons tonight yeah they were playing this the sixers i had nothing else to watch so i threw it on and actually he looked kind of good <laughs> he made some plays i was like hey wiseman, Jimmy did? let's go yeah big jim he rolled hard and dunked he like uh he grabbed some boards. He was he was setting better screens. Like he looks like he's actually listening to the coaches. All of a sudden, I guess being exiled to Detroit would do that to you. How about fouling out in fifteen minutes though? No, he's good? still bad. He's still bad, but he looked better. It. I was happy for him. I don't know if I can get on this podcast again if things get worse. We're gonna have to, dude. Yeah, you're just, you're just gonna bottle up all your feelings and. And then it's going to boil over. No, I do feel better after talking. And hopefully, if you're still, you know, 48 (laughs) minutes into this podcast listening, you're sick as well. Um, But hopefully this made you feel better. Um, Yeah. It can't get much much worse. I think that they got some winnable games coming up. Maybe this Draymond suspension, like, allows some players to flourish and, you know get the team on track but we'll see you're an optimistic guy my only advice for everyone is to just get outside a little bit exercise drink some water and and do some meditation before the warriors play that's what i did i did that the other day and it made me feel good i was like all right i'm ready for anything maybe catch some other maybe catch some other games too like learn to like basketball again (laughs) it's hard it's really hard and the warriors suck when they're good i'm like i could watch any team they suck i'm like god they're all better than us oh yeah, yeah. yeah. i think like i'm a i think i'm a thunder fan now i'm just gonna watch them all right it's time for us to get off this podcast uh <laughs> thank you guys for listening you know if you're still listening and uh you know check in our pod our podcasts that are coming out Substack, our twitter's been firing lately because Warriors Twitter is pretty depressed, so that's like the best time to be on Twitter. Um, <laughs> it is. 
And we'll be back. We're good, bad, mediocre. We'll be back. Through it all. That's what true fans do. Yeah. <laughs> See ya.